Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick, on Twitter, Gratitude underscore Chick, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. Hello, everyone, and welcome to day 20 of 21 days of thankfulness, guys. It is today and tomorrow that's left. You made it. Congratulate yourself. So today's activity is, well, it's about money, but, and, and again, as you guys have heard me say, money is universal, so, um... At some point, everyone can understand the lack of money in your life. So it is an easy thing to replace if money is not an issue for you. You can choose to do love or whatever. But today's activity is about money. And it's really the title. The title of today's activity is kind of the affirmation for today. I am one with a great deal of money. So I am just going to read and expound on what I wrote a couple years ago, like I've been doing. In today's activity, we are going to work on our feelings about money. If you are anything like me, you grew up with thoughts and words of lack. How many of you heard not only the below phrases, but other phrases that are not listed? Number one, money does not grow on trees. Number two, I'm not made of money. And number three, if you grew up in the church, I'm sure you heard this one. Money is the root of all evil, which is not even quoted correctly, but people say it. Every time we went to the store, my grandmother who raised me gave us all the talk. The gist was don't ask for anything because she didn't have the money. Now, she was a devout Christian woman, so it boggles my mind that she ingrained that into us when the Bible itself says, ask and it will be given to you. Her her action set up in me that I should not ask God for anything. No matter your, and even as I say that, um, I I, want to expound on that part. Not that I shouldn't ask God for anything, um, but that. I shouldn't really bother him with like material things. She taught us to go to God for whatever, you know, if you lost your keys, ask the Lord to point it, point you in the direction of your keys. You know, she taught us those things. But when she said, you know, whenever we went to the store and, you know, she kind of ingrained in us, don't ask for anything like material because she didn't have the money for it. It was kind of setting us up to not ask God for anything that had to do with money. And then if I did, it was a huge, it, there was no even, there was not even a reason to ask because I never believed I'd get it. Like ever, I never believed I'd get it. And then oftentimes um, w- when I did get it, I always believed it, it was because I was tied to someone else. For instance, um, when I was in college, I was literally living the life of the poor college student. 
and um, I had four roommates, excuse me, three roommates, it was four of us. And when we were blessed, because even though we were roommates, we lived as family. So when um, one of us had money for groceries, it was for all of us. So it wasn't a situation where we lived like, this is mine and that's yours. It was all of ours. So when one of us was blessed with what we asked for, and although the blessing also fell on me, I never felt like it was my blessing. I was blessed as a result of them. That's how I always felt. I never felt that I was going to get what I asked for because of me. And then even if I did get it, it was always because of my grandmother. <laughs> so I never um, believed that God would bless me because of me, because I asked. So that I wanted to clear up a little bit because there are things that um, I, I knew that he would do for me. But then when it came to money, it was like a nope, nope, nope. So now, no matter your religious affiliations, if you are raised in a cycle of lack, more than likely you've passed that on to your children. Um, a lot of the reasons why I, um, the way I was raised is, is the reason why I don't have children. I, to me, I had, you know, such a horrible childhood in my mind. You know, you, my mother died at eight. My father have not seen since her funeral. And I, you know, was raised by my mother's family who wasn't very nice to me. And that's all I'll say about it. I can say a lot more, but I'm I'm not going to, you know, bring that up. And um, I determined at a younger age that I would never bring children into the world because I could not guarantee that I would be there for them to help raise them. My mother, you know, she wasn't shot or you know, anything like that. She was young, 28, vibrant. She was pregnant, had a tubular pregnant, a tubal pregnancy, and it sent her into a heart attack. How did she have a heart attack? Who knows? She was literally like 130 pounds. So it was literally, you know, out of, out of our hands, out of her hands on whether or not she could live, live or die. Literally it was out of her hands. So because of the the way that she died, I knew then I was never going to have children. So there is nothing for me to pass on to my children. But my niece has lived with me since she was a baby. She's now 13. And I, tr- I, I make sure that I do not pass on to her anything that has to do with lack. I, I always try to pour into her good things. You know, because nothing, nothing good was ever poured into me. Um, I was in everything that was negative was poured into me. Nothing good was ever poured into me. So I am the opposite with her, but I am cognizant of that. You know what I mean? Um, By the time she was born, I was already 32. So I was cognizant of the fact that I can't pour into her the way that that was poured into me or else I would create another me. So right now, when you, when, with your children, no matter how you were raised, do something different for your children. Do something better for them. I've come to realize that it was all that Bible-beating Christianity that ingrained in me the lack I lived for years and words that I said. 
Now, understand that I am still a Christian. However, I see these verses for what they truly mean and not how they were taught to me. When I was 30, I actually went through the Bible and found 365 scriptures to prove to me that how I was raised was actually incorrect. As far as, well, it was incorrect, but definitely as far as the Bible was concerned. What we have to do now is uh, detach the negative connotation that we have given money all these years. If money isn't your issue, replace it with something that has hung you up um, for years. One of the earliest affirmations I learned was, I am a money magnet. I love money and money loves me. This alone was a hard pill to swallow because the love of money is the root of all evil, in quotations. Now remember, context is everything. Let's get clear um, on today's activity. Get your wallet, purse, or change purse wherever you keep your money and let's go. Step one, take out all the money you have in your wallet, including coins. If you have receipts, papers, business cards, etc., clean it out and find a new place for them or throw them away. Step two, take each dollar or note in your hand and smell it. Yes, it sounds weird, weird, and make sure you wash your hands after this activity. With your eyes closed, repeat, I am one with a great deal of money. Thank you, thank you, thank you that I am one with a great deal of money. Repeat this process with each dollar or note in your wallet. Step three, if, uh, open your eyes and look at each dollar or note and say, I appreciate that you are here. Thank you for coming into my life. Step four, put the money back into your wallet in order of the lowest to highest denomination um, or however the denominations flow in your country. And step five, organize your wallet, big bills facing you, debit cards, then credit cards, checkbook if you carry one. If you have a hideaway section in your wallet, stow your insurance card there or anything else that doesn't have to do with money, you know, like library card, medical card, ID, etc. No more receipts or bills in your wallet. And step six, every time you receive new money, repeat the above process. This goes for checks, money orders received, and paychecks or pay stubs. If you get direct deposit every time that, that money hits, stop and, and, and be grateful for it. No matter if it is less than what you want, you always want to be grateful for whatever you have right now so that you can attract more. Because whatever you are grateful for, you will receive more to be grateful for. I know that syntax was improper, but I wanted to push the point. Completing these steps often, you, your relationship with money will change. You will be thankful for every dollar that comes into your life, and you'll find yourself receiving more and more money. So while it is about money, it is more about your relationship to money. Because a lot of us were raised with these negative connotations that have to do with money, it is more about changing how you feel and how you see money so that it doesn't, it's not a prevalent part of 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 uh or focus of your life um a lot of times we spend so much time uh thinking about money because we don't have it you know but once we learn um or have a better relationship with money 
we won't have it in the forefront of our mind simply because we'll have it and the flow will be natural. And that is what we are looking for, to have the flow of money, natural, consistent, prosperous, abundant, so we don't have to have it in the forefront of our minds. That is that is a goal of mine, and I want it to be a goal of yours. If we are able to take away money as a focal point, then we can establish anything else that we want in life as a focal point. You know, if you want your specific person, that can become a focal point. So th- this is kind of the, the reason why I I, um, I wrote this, not necessarily oh, let's get, you know, rich and, you know, bring all this money. It's more about the change of relationship because I know from experience when you are noticing the lack of money in your life, that is all that you're noticing. You don't notice anything else. You don't, you don't even care about your health or anything like that. Or, you know, the fact that you're single or you're in a bad relationship. You don't really notice that because you're focusing so hard on the lack of money in your life. And not only that, a lot of times when you clear up your relationship with money, it clears up things that are hangers on like problems in your relationship because a lot of marriages dissolve because of lack of money. So I hope this um, finds you well and I hope that this activity will you know, bring you closer to not having money as a focal point and give you a better relationship with money. Thank you guys for listening. It is day 20. We have one day left, guys. One day. And I am thankful that you guys have joined me on this journey. Remember, I am uploading it all to a playlist on YouTube. It'll be uploaded probably by the first of the year. And you'll be able to go to that playlist, pick out the ones that you want to do often, or redo the entire 21 days. It is up to you. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate that you click on my videos and listen to me talk about subjects that I love. You guys rock. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Lawanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow us on our new YouTube page at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in our description box for a good deal on starting your own dropshipping business with Shopify.